Future Hoosier Jalen Hood Shafina was in action on Thursday on ESPN. The first chance many people, myself included, have had to look at him. We're going to talk about his performance and fit with the Hoosiers, as well as his teammate Malik Renault, an IU target. Look at how uh, he could potentially fit into the team as well, as well as a potential transfer target recruit and Nigel Peck, all in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, April 1st. No April Fool's jokes on today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers. Your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, uh, previews, recaps, whatever it is, we keep you guys filled in here. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, YouTube included. We premiere our episodes there at 7 a.m. every morning. You guys can check us out over there. Drop a subscribe while you visit. As I mentioned, Montverde Academy was in the uh, national, I believe, quarterfinals of the kind of high school national tournament for a lot of these private schools. Uh, It was it offered IU fans a first chance to look at Jalen Hood Shafino, the top uh, 25, top 30 recruit coming into the program uh, this fall, this summer as well as his teammate and IU target Malik Renault, uh, get a sense of how those two will or would fit into this Hoosier team. Going to talk about that today. First, though, as always, you, sub- you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers, as well as on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. It was an interesting game for Jalen Hood Shafino. Uh, I'm not going to make any kind of overarching assumptions based on one game I watched of him on Thursday, but um, obviously I've looked into some of his scouting reports, as I'm sure a lot of you guys listening or watching us have as well. And uh, Thursday was just kind of the first time we could see a lot of what those scouting reports were, were saying. You can just see it in action. And uh, there's just kind of a different vibe you get when you when you watch uh, a player versus reading up about him in the game. Montverde won 72 to 63 over AZ Compass, uh, I believe out of Arizona. It wasn't a gaudy statistical performance from Hood Shafino. There's so much talent on this Montverde team that. Uh, the scoring is just so balanced. He goes five of 10 from the field, one of one from three, one of two at the line, 12 points, four assists, four turnovers, three steals. Played 32 minutes, tied for uh, team high honors. He, the first thing that that jumped out to me is he is Big Ten ready body-wise already. already. There is a – the Big Ten's a physical league. Um, you saw with Tamar Bates, he's a five-star prospect. He has some bulking up he needs to do. Um, you could see why he was a five-star prospect, but um, there's a, a physical maturation that needs to happen when you get on campus 
that it does take some guys a bit of time to get to that point and be able to take the pounding, the beating, the wear and tear of a college basketball season and one specifically in the Big Ten with uh, Hood Shafino, my oh my, just he, he isn't going to have to have that adapting, that maturation necessarily because his body is ready for uh, Big Ten play from day one. It's very clear he's going to be starting, which wasn't – I don't think it was really up for debate. You don't recruit somebody like him uh, as high-rated as him without the assumption that he's going to step in and start, at least at the beginning of the season. He's absolutely going to get his chance – and unless things go really poorly, he's going to stay in that starting lineup. But uh, the other big thing for me, he played a lot of point guard on the day. Uh, he was kind of their primary point guard. Um, it's not He's not necessarily – he's not a Xavier Johnson type where um, he kind of has to have the ball to be effective. But in this Montverde team, he is the point guard. Uh, they have a lot of other creators – but that's why he played 32 minutes. His size is a big thing. IU did not have among their kind of creative players last season. I tweeted this. I got a couple varied responses, but his size is something the Hoosiers lacked. Now, if you just look at it on paper, he's 6'5". Parker Stewart, for example, was 6'5". Um, it's not apples to apples with that, though, because... Sure, Indiana had guys that were 6'5 last season. Parker Stewart, I believe Trey Galloway is 6'5. They also had guys who were creators last se last season, Xavier Johnson, Rob Finnessy, but they didn't have a guy who was a 6'5 creator. And that's a, an important distinction that I probably didn't make clear uh, in my tweet, but his ability to create with that size allows him to make passes that your Finnessy's, your Xavier Johnson's cannot make just because of their size, whether it's seeing over the top of a defense, uh, whether it's uh, having the ability to throw a pass just because he has a bigger body, longer arms, taller frame, whatever it is, the um, Hoosiers did not have that. And I, you can pretty easily see how he would excel as a secondary creator alongside Xavier Johnson. Uh, there were times Xavier Johnson didn't have the ball, didn't run point. Him and Rob Finnessy played a lot together. If you kind of take that lineup, sub out Rob Finnessy and put in uh, Jalen hood Shafino, which I think is how they're going to start in the backcourt next season, um, you can see how that pairing would have success. hood Shafino is going to need to become a better shooter. And I know kind of right away that's a concern for a team that didn't have good shooters but he has the creation ability if you run making some assumptions here but if Xavier and Trace Jackson Davis are back and you're running that pick and roll they had a lot of success with last season and you kick it to Hood Shafino on the weak side he has the ability to attack a closeout and either get to the rim and finish or um, find somebody else make the extra pass attack and dump it off to someone that a lot of the Hoosiers didn't have last season. You had your Parker Stewart's and your Miller cops on a lot of those weak side passes. And in theory, they're good shooters, but when their shots weren't falling, they struggled to really do a whole lot else. So um, 
Hood Shafino will not struggle to do other things. He can get to the rim. There weren't a lot of Hoosiers that could do that last season. Xavier could. Finnessy could um, in some matchups. Trey Galloway flashed an ability to. Um, I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. But Hood Shafino has that size to be able to get to the rim. Really, I think he fills a lot of needs for this Hoosier team. He may not fill the most glaring, which is shooting. But as a playmaker that they're going to lose with Rob Finnessy, as uh, they've needed size on the wing, things like that, uh, Hood Shafino fills those voids. And because of that, he's going to get a lot of minutes uh, in Bloomington this upcoming season. I know Mike Woodson didn't play freshman a lot, specifically Tamar Bates. He had a big learning curve. Um, I don't think that learning curve will be as steep with Hood Shafino, but also he's just a super talented player that I think is going to come in and make an impact from day one with this team. He wasn't the only IU potential recruit, I should say, uh, on the floor for Montverde. Malik Renault is a kind of a newer recruit or newer target now that he's decommitted from Florida. Fit isn't quite as natural. Uh, we'll talk about him, what his game looked like, and how he would potentially fit into IU's lineup. First, though, you guys hear me talk about him all the time. Built Bar is one of my favorite sponsors we have here. One of their newest products is Puffs. If you guys haven't tried them already, you're really missing out on one of the best Built Bar, uh, one of their best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. Just like Built Bar, they're covered in 100% chocolate. Real chocolate, I should add. Just like Built Bar, high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. They taste amazing. Built Bar always makes uh, their products to taste good. Then they figure out how to make them healthy. If you guys want to try these out today, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Malik Renault is a much more interesting target for the Hoosiers. He had kind of a quiet uh, 19 points and eight rebounds in the game, 70-11 from the field, 5 of 5 from the line. I remember thinking at one point in the third, maybe late third or early fourth quarter, that it didn't seem like he was doing a lot. And then uh, the broadcast spotlighted him for having like, 16 points and seven rebounds or something. And once you saw all the highlights mixed together, you kind of realized it was a very quiet performance, but it it was a skillful one because I think one of the things he uh, excelled at most in that game was he finds the openings and the angles uh, to be an available player when guys are driving to the rim. There's some guys who uh, when their point guard's driving to the rim, they don't necessarily know where to be to be a passing option. And as a result, you kind of leave your point guard stranded or with only one option to shoot the ball. 
Renault did a really good job throughout the game of knowing where to be so that he could be an option on those drives. And it led to him getting a lot of dump off passes, a lot of easy buckets around the rim. Not to say that was the only way he scored. He had a steal and got out in transition, dunked the ball, had a couple nice post moves. He's a lefty. Um, so IU fans are obviously familiar with a left-handed post player. Um, the the two biggest things that stick out when you watch him, his size, he is a big, big guy, a big player that is still athletic. Um, as I said, he got a steal and got out in transition. Some ways you can kind of see some similarities for him, between him and Trace. Trace is a far, far, far more uh, polished post player uh, than Renault, but there's some athleticism similarities there. Um, I think Renault is a bit more of a traditional center, whereas Trace is kind of a power forward center, kind of hybrid. Um, there were typically there was typically someone playing center alongside him, um, kind of in stretches. Like Grace Thompson was there, um, Jordan Geronimo. I guess Trace was the nominal center in those lineups, but. Uh, Renault, I think if Trace and Renault were playing, Renault would be the guy guarding centers, which um, would be an adjustment. But regardless, uh, Renault has that size and athleticism that IU didn't always have last season. Um, Race Thompson is a very smart player that is athletic, but Renault is a different kind of kind of explosive athletic type of player. They have Jordan Geronimo, who's athletic. I think Renault's a bit bigger a bit um bulkier uh able to play the center a bit more listen renault and geronimo lineups would be a lot of fun because that's a lot of athleticism around the rim if he does commit to iu but um it's not a, a natural fit necessarily i think some things would have to happen for renault to commit to indiana uh we mentioned it sounds like he's going to be taking a visit um to Bloomington in April this month now, I guess. If I, I, I've i kind of worked under the assumption that Race Thompson is leaving, really just based solely on that senior night speech, because that didn't sound like somebody that was coming back, but he officially hasn't given um, an announcement yet. So he could potentially come back, but I think if he were to come back, I don't think Renault is going to commit to Indiana. He doesn't seem... These these types of recruits you typically don't bring in and then bring off the bench. Um, on paper, Renault, you could just say, yeah, Renault will replace Michael Durr. Ideally, he would. I don't know that he's going to sign up to play 10, 12, 15 minutes a night in his first season. Um, if Ray Thompson leaves, then there's a, a lot clearer path um, to him playing, but then... Uh, if Trace comes back, are you going to start Trace and Renault? Are you going to start Trace and Jordan Geronimo after how he played in the NCAA tournament? Um, he looked like he was really coming on at the end of the year. Uh, if Trace leaves, I think they would go heavy after Renault because um, he would be the best player on the market as a power forward to replace um that hole in the spot, you're not going to replace Trace's production, but that hole in the lineup in the rotation, uh, I'd be, I would not be surprised if Trace declares for the draft and is gone, gone. 
um, if Renault comes in and would be starting probably from day one. But it, it, if if Trace is there, if Renault is there, it's going to be a little odd of a fit because you're going to run into some of the same issues you had last year where neither of those guys are a shooter. So you're going to have two post players and it worked at times. Um, there's going to be times that teams are going to pack the paint and we, we saw kind of as the season wore on last year, race Thompson didn't have as many of those opportunities because um, a lot of his shots were coming on corner three pointers because he had to space out to give trace room to work. Malik Renault doesn't seem like that's really in his game. So um, it's just not as natural of a fit. You could certainly make it work and you're certainly not going to say no. If a top, 30 recruit commits to your program. Um, but he would be coming, I think, under some assumptions of uh, his playing time, depending on who is coming back and leaving. It would just be an interesting um, fit and one that you would probably spend a little bit of time trying to work out, see what lineups work best, um, see if he's willing to come off the bench and whether he's productive off the bench. I know you can just say, put him on the bench and have him play X amount of minutes off the bench. Some guys, that's a hard adjustment to make. This is a kid that has started for quite a while, I'm certain. Um, and it's a hard adjustment to come off the bench and be a productive player. So while Jalen hood Shafino, I think, comes in and is an impact player from day one, kind of regardless what the lineup looks like, I'm not necessarily as certain that'd be the case with Malik Renault, but um, I'm certainly willing to find out if he wants to commit to Indiana, then I would certainly love to have the problem of having too many talented five-star players to figure out how to play them all together on the court. So uh, it would be a happy problem to have. If you guys want to check out Mount Verde, they will be back in action today on Friday at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN2 if they win that semifinal game. They will then play on Saturday at noon in the finals on ESPN as well. So at least one more chance to check out these two, see a future Hoosier in Jalen hood Shafino. Another player that could be a potential future Hoosier, uh, Nigel Pack, a Lawrence Central product from Indianapolis, entered the transfer portal. He's pretty much the best player in the transfer portal now, and it's someone that a lot of IU fans really want to bring into the program. Would he be a good fit, though? It's a, an interesting debate to have that we're going to discuss here in just a minute. After months of playing college basketball, or after months of playing, excuse me, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national championship tomorrow and Monday. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports wagering uh, needs, as well as sports news, developments, podcasts, reviews. They're basically a one-stop shop for everything sports that you guys need. Really excited for this Duke-UNC game on Saturday. Duke favored by four points on Bet Online. 
Maybe I'm a, a sucker for the narrative, but I would take Duke in that one. I think it would be it would be quite something if Coach K went out with a loss to UNC in the Final Four. It's not just basketball that Bet Online has, though. They are your continued source for um, whatever sports wagering you guys want to do: UFC, boxing, NBA, whatever it is, including live betting as well, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Big news in the transfer portal on Thursday. Nigel Pack entered the transfer portal from Kansas State. Um, he, as I said, probably your top player in the portal from Lawrence Central um, last season with Kansas State. Averaged 17.4 points, 3.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists. But what makes him so intriguing to Hoosier fans is he shot seven and a half three-pointers last year and made 43.6% of those attempts. As a team last year, IU only made 5.9 per game. Uh, and Peck is making three of three per game. Uh, somewhere right around there. So he he would have made half as many per game as Indiana as a team. We just talked about with Jalen hood Shafino, shooting is probably the biggest need this IU team has. And if you're looking at the scouting report for Nigel Pack, um, shooting is his greatest strength. According to Synergy, he shot 55.3% as a shooter on spot-up threes last season. He was, he was a primary ball handler at Kansas State. He can play off-ball a bit, though. Um, ran some off-ball screens, was a, a decent shooter on those. Just in general, he's a really good shooter. And on paper, would immediately come in and be by far the best shooter the Hoosiers are going to have on the roster next season. Uh, he is 5'10", though, so size has been kind of a weakness for him. And it would be an interesting issue for the Hoosiers. Xavier Johnson is not a particularly tall player either. Uh, so having two guys in Xavier Johnson and Pack as your point guards that um, both are a bit undersized would be interesting. We did talk about the size Hood Shafino has, he might be able to alleviate some of those issues, but that also kind of runs into the problem you're going to have with Peck is that you already have Xavier Johnson, you already have Jalen Hood Shafino. You would, I mean, both those guys are going to start next season. Um, I know that the you can say Jalen Hood Shafino is a freshman, just bring him off the bench. You don't recruit that player and bring him off the bench. He's going to come in, and he is going to start next season. And as I said, he is going to make an impact from day one. So if you're bringing in Nigel Pack, you're committing to running a three-guard lineup, almost certainly, because Pack is going to come in expecting to start as well. Um, it, it's an interesting situation because... The pros is that you would have three playmaking guards on the floor at all times with uh, Xavier, Pack, and Hood Shafino. The cons, there's not much size there at all. 
Uh, you suddenly are pushing guys like Galloway and Tamar Bates further down the pecking order. Galloway was certainly a huge part of this IU team uh, this season when he was healthy. Tamar Bates was a five-star recruit who showed flashes. It wouldn't be great to lose another five-star recruit to the transfer portal as they already did with Lander. Um, it's one of these issues where if if Pat commits, then um, it's either under the assumption that IU is going to do this three-guard lineup, maybe he's willing to come off the bench in Bloomington. I can't imagine he would leave Kansas State where he was the guy as the point guard, enter the transfer portal, come to Bloomington, and then be willing to come off the bench. Maybe he is, and I'm making some assumptions here, but it, it just isn't it, – it would be unexpected is how I would say it for him to be willing to come to Bloomington and then be the sixth man off the bench. Even if he is, then you you have five guards, kind of wing players that you're going to have to find time for. Um, that being said, he's a really talented player. And like I said, if he comes to Bloomington, he's going to be their best shooter. I just think there's kind of a man management aspect of this that isn't, uh, I guess, considered enough when when looking at these potential transfers because you can just look at on paper and say, bring in Pack. You have five guards. You figure out the minutes amongst them. But that's not how life really works. You can't just say, yeah, you five are going to play, but it, we'll figure out the minutes because Galloway is probably expecting to work his way into the starting lineup this year. Hood Shafina wants to start. Xavier Johnson wants to start. Um, Pack just started every game for Kansas State. Um, Tamar Bates is a five-star recruit who came to Indiana assuming to be a, a part of this um, rotation, this lineup. He would be the fifth guy, fourth or fifth guy now in the backcourt. You're bringing in player multiple guys over him. Uh, that isn't a great precedent to set. I just think there's too often a a man management aspect that is just overlooked. These, these kids aren't robots. They have feelings. They have, um, they have reactions to things and fair or foul. You can say, Oh, well, he just needs to get over it and play better. That's just not really how things work, especially when you're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old kids. Um, so certainly I would like pack on the roster <laughs> again on paper. I would love it. But it's going to be an interesting uh, situation. I don't even know necessarily that IU is going to go too hard after him because you've committed to Xavier Johnson and Jalen hood Shafino, and I think that's going to be a really good backcourt next season. Pack would be an upgrade, but uh, it would come with some contingencies and, and maybe some ripple effects elsewhere on the roster. If we're talking man management, though, Mike Woodson was great about that last season. Maybe he's able to make it work again this season, but I have some concerns about bringing in another guard, especially an undersized one. I think IU should be active in the transfer portal. I don't know that it should be a guard, but again, I don't. I wouldn't be upset if Pat came in because he's a really talented player and would immediately address a huge need for the Hoosiers in a really big way in his shooting. So 
certainly a name to keep an eye on uh, in the coming days and weeks. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday. Probably talk a little bit more about Montverde, uh, how they played over the weekend, if they get to that final. And then I promise we'll start the player season reviews next week. I didn't want to start them on a Friday at the end of the week. Let's start them on a Monday. Let's start them with a fresh week. We're going to dive into each player on the men's and women's basketball roster that played substantial minutes, um, talk about their seasons, talk about um, kind of their strengths and weaknesses and what they need to improve on. So we'll begin that next week. Hope you guys are looking forward to that as I am. Now, make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love, especially on YouTube. You guys have been showing tons of love uh, on YouTube. So be sure you guys are subscribed over there. If you're watching us over there, just hit that subscribe button real quick. Helps us out a ton. We have zoomed right past 100 followers. Uh, this last month has been crazy, uh, predictably so with March Madness going on. But thanks a ton for the amount of growth you guys have uh, helped us have over the last month and uh, heading into the offseason. Hopefully we're able to keep up some of that momentum. So follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, make sure you have a great Friday and a tremendous weekend. And LEO.